welcome back to Your Best Friends Podcast. I am your host, Aurora, and I am super excited for today's episode. Um, I feel like this will come as a shock to no one. I have been in a little bit of a funk with the podcast and also just all other types of content lately. Um, I think a lot of us are feeling that way, and I talked about this a lot in my last episode, so I won't get super into it. But, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of us feel it. Like we feel this, this dread and this like inability to do things. And so I've wanted to podcast and it's been something I love doing. And I think over the last few weeks, I've just felt kind of discouraged that I'm not leaving my house and I'm not able to meet with all these guests that I've wanted to meet with, that I've had all of these guests and opportunities that I had to cancel on um like a ton of guests that I was so excited to meet and we even had like Seth and I had an entire trip planned to Canada for this month and we had a bunch of guests lined up and he had a bunch of stuff lined up and I had stuff that was going on and we were so excited and we were going to take the boys and we were getting their passports and then everything happened and that completely fell apart and that was a big disappointment to me that I just felt like this huge trip, like our first podcasting trip. I mean, obviously we were going to do other work while we were there, but it was a really big deal. And for us to miss it was um, really discouraging and really sad. And I was upset about it. And so I feel like I've been, I don't know, just not as in to the podcast as I would like to be the last few weeks. Um, And... But I am excited again. I feel like I'm really, really excited about tonight's episode. I'm excited about the next few episodes that I have planned. Seth and I have brainstormed a lot of ways to keep new things happening in the podcast and new guests and revisiting old guests even. And we have some really good ideas and I'm really excited about how things are going to be moving forward. Um, Today's episode is going to be all about skincare. Um... I, we actually did an episode on skincare like two years ago. (laughs) Was it two years ago? No, like a year ago. It feels like so long ago. Um, We did an episode on like our favorite skincare products specifically. And ever since that episode, I've really felt like the podcast needed a real skincare episode where we talked about specifics and the reasons why certain things works and certain things don't work. And I knew that it was something that I needed an esthetician for, that I do not have the know-how to handle this kind of (laughs) topic myself. I recognize that I, while I enjoy skincare and I like learning new things about skincare, I am not an expert in the slightest. And so um, it was, um, I was able to find an incredible esthetician that I knew on Twitter, actually, um, who was willing to help me with this episode. We had originally planned to meet and record together, and that obviously did not work out, um, thanks to our good friend, Corona. Um, But we kind of talked things through and decided that the best way for this to work is for her to kind of just filter information through me. So I'm going to do my best to relay everything that she's told me. I tried to ask her all the questions that I normally would if she were going to be here with me. Um, but 
and I'll get into like a little bit of an introduction on Jamie, our lovely esthetician, in a minute. Um, because she is also available for like skincare consults and things like that. So at the end of this episode, if there are things that you have questions on, definitely reach out to her and I will give all of her contact info and how to find her and all of that in a minute. But first, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about an app called Cherry. Cherry is a place for you to get quick bite-sized beauty and skincare reviews that are written by your peers. People like you and me that are obsessed with skincare, offering their wisdom and experience helping you to make better beauty decisions. You can download their app on the App Store or you can go to their website www.cherry.com to find out more information and to download the app there. Um, Cherry is spelled C-H-E-R-I-E instead of like the fruit cherry um, but it's so cute it's a super great website that I have found really helpful um, when I am looking up a new product Um, you know you're not just stuck with the people who have bought it off a specific website like if you're on Ulta for example um, you'll just have reviews from people who have bought it there and you honestly don't always get honest reviews from those sites or from uh, like the product like the actual manufacturer's website, um, you can often see like if you go onto Sephora or something, you'll see, you know, this was a review that was paid for like in some way or another, like it was collaborated. They sent the product in exchange for this review. There are a lot of those. So the benefit of a website like Cherry is that you don't have that. You just have real bite-sized peer-reviewed reviews um, from people that are just like you and me. And so whenever I am looking into a new product, I will just go over to the website really fast, do a quick search for that product and kind of see what other people's experiences are. It's a super easy way for me to kind of field out, um, good products from bad products. So, um, I think you should keep that in mind as we go through this episode today. But with that in mind, let's get into everything that I talked about with Jamie. So she sent me over a little bit of an introduction that I want to read to you. So um, her name is Jamie. She has been, I'll just read it instead of trying to paraphrase it. So my name is Jamie and I have been a passionate member of the aesthetics industry for close to four years now. This industry is something truly special and I feel so lucky to be able to learn from it every day. It's constantly changing and growing, making it impossible to ever get bored. I currently work as an aesthetics instructor at a wonderful school called Acadia in Provo, Utah. My students simultaneously make me laugh until I cry and slowly send me to an early grave every day, but I love them to pieces and feel so blessed to do what I do. Before I jump into some of these questions, which by the way, I asked questions on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago, I want to mention that none of the products I suggest should be purchased or used without first receiving consultation from a licensed professional. Most of the products I am going to suggest can be purchased through me and I would be honored to work with any one of you. Everybody's skin is different and the recommendations I make are not a one-size-fits-all, but more of a general suggestion based off of the few details that I have about. You and your skin deserve the very best and I can only give and provide the best if I have all the information and tools that I need. That being said, I am always offering virtual consultations and will continue to offer services once all this craziness is over. You can follow and contact Jamie on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-L-A-V-E-R to set something up. Um, You can also follow her on Twitter. I cannot remember her at off the top of my head. Um, But again, like I said earlier, that is how I got to know Jamie 
was over Twitter. And so, um, in fact, I think it was, okay, so her Twitter is Jamie X Isabel. So super easy uh, to look up. I think she tweeted something about, I'd been following her casually for a while and she tweeted a photo of her and I realized looking through the replies to that photo that she was not wearing a single lick of makeup. Her skin was just so flawless, nary a pore, and I was absolutely floored. And then I realized that she's an esthetician and she offers consultations and she can do them like online. Like you could literally just DM her a bunch of pictures of your face and she would be able to like help you find what's going to help you and diagnose your skin problems, which I think is incredible. So um, we're going to talk about a few different things for this episode. So we are going to talk about a few hot beauty items. Um, I did ask all of you on my Instagram stories for a few things. I asked for your um, product recommendations, like what your favorite products are, but then I also asked for your issues. So what skincare issues specifically you were dealing with. And I sent all of those questions over to Jamie and she answered them all like in depth, very thoroughly. It was wonderful and super helpful. Um, but I also did get a bunch of your ride or die skincare products. So, um, before I get into the specifics, I will share some of your ride or die products. Um, again, these are your products that you guys are bringing into me, um, that you really like. If Jamie were here, I would have her like talk through them with me and talk about like, you know, I really like this product for XYZ or this is a good alternative to that product that, you know, works better or whatever. Um, and I also asked Jamie about a few of your favorite products as well as a few of mine to kind of see where, um, like where the value is there. So I'm just going to rapid fire some of these, um, responses you guys gave me of your favorite products. Uh, so first we have a face spin brush. We'll never not use one again. It's the only thing that makes me feel clean. I will attest to this. I have one. I love it. I use it every day. Um, so we have um, witch hazel. That was recommended. Vitamin E oil. Someone else recommended. Okay, so this is not, this is makeup, not skincare, but tart shape tape. I've actually heard so many good things about it and I've never tried it myself and I feel like I'm missing out on that. A lot of people recommended micellar water, which is something that we mentioned in the skincare episode from like a year ago. Um, micellar water is great for removing makeup before you do your cleanser because you want your cleanser to actually be on your skin rather than just removing your makeup. So having some sort of a cleanser, like makeup a makeup remover before your cleanser is a really good idea to get the cleanser to really penetrate your skin. And a micellar water is like super gentle um, to remove all of that. Um, let's see a few others. A few of these I am not mentioning specifically because they're things that Jamie wanted to talk about or like that I asked her about specifically. Um, someone suggested just uh, just an overall beauty product, not your mother's way to grow leave-in conditioner. I actually really like not your mother's products. So if you are in the market for a leave-in conditioner, that is a super good idea. Um, Someone said lash extensions. It has been years since I had lash extensions, but I have to agree. I miss them. 
Um, but at the same time, I honestly prefer the way that I look now without them. But it did take a long time to like get to a point where I did not feel like a little boy. Um, okay, let's. I really do miss the banter, guys. I miss having. <laughs> I wish that Jamie was here with me to um, talk over everything. Okay, so let's talk about a few of my favorite beauty products and the insight that Jamie has for us. So I wanted to ask her about one of my absolute like favorite products. I recommend it to people. I would feel so heartbroken if it was bad. And um, it is the Glow Tonic from Pixie Beauty. Anyone that follows me anywhere knows that I love the Glow Tonic. I've been using it myself for over a year as pretty much my exclusive toner. I will kind of swap it around with a few other things, um, but I always come back to it. So I asked her how she felt about it, and she said, um, the Glow Tonic is actually a pretty good product from what I can tell. I haven't used it personally, but the ingredient decks look pretty good. The one thing I don't love is there a fragrance. there is a fragrance in it which can be sensitizing and irritating to many. Which is a good point. Um, I think the thing that you need to keep in mind when you look at products is to look at the full list of ingredients. So products that are pretty straightforward with their product or with their ingredients are going to um, be a lot easier to decipher and figure out what you're looking at. Um, but that is a double-edged sword, which brings me to another company that a lot of people recommend constantly, and that is The Ordinary. So I was first introduced to The Ordinary um, probably about two and a half years ago when I first started getting into skincare. I did not know a single thing about moisturizers or I was using like straight up regular lotion on my face, guys. It is truly embarrassing and I have come so far. Um, and I was making an order on Sephora to just get a few, there was a specific skincare product that I was looking for. Um, and oh no, you know what it was? I was getting an eyeshadow palette and I put it in my cart and I realized that if I hit a certain number, you know, I would have free shipping and, but it wasn't that much. It was like $7. And so I was looking for something that would hit that $7, you know, mark right about because it was basically the same price as shipping we've all been there so I was looking through you know everything that was inexpensive and I ended up stumbling across the ordinary and I was really really impressed by the super low prices and I was like this looks really great you know their products seem to be really straightforward so I ordered the hyaluronic acid um, which I have mentioned in my previous episode about skincare I really like um, and I've been using it for you know like two years um, and Jamie said, The Ordinary is a brand I'm forever on the fence about. Overall, it looks like a pretty good brand, but there are several reasons why I don't trust it. And then she sent me a screenshot of a post from um, this esthetician. Her Instagram is the.master.esthetician. Um, and I will read you guys the entire caption. Um, it says, while I think that the ordinary, hypothetically, is a viable option for those who cannot stretch their budget to include more expensive skincare, some things about the products make me feel a bit concerned. The issue that I take with the ordinary is that they're re they are retailing active products without giving advice on how to use them, without restricting usage, and without monitoring how their customers are doing. It's like giving someone who is not a mechanic the tools to fix a car and setting them at, 
at it without teaching them how to do it. Your car can end up way more damaged. I don't fully understand what they are doing to make the ordinary product so cheap. I know that they openly do not invest mega money in packaging or marketing. Here's the key to understanding why these products end up in any way affordable. Each product does not include many ingredients mixed together. The ordinary hyaluronic acid 2%, 2% with vitamin B5 is pretty much just that. Other brands spend money on ensuring that their formulations contain a sophisticated blend of actives that give the skin multiple benefits while still penetrating correctly. When it comes to some ingredients, antioxidants like vitamin C, they have to be stabilized so that they can be recognized in the body as they are not naturally found in the body. It is the compatibility of the ingredients that allows the product to penetrate into the skin efficiently, deeply, and metabolize in the skin. This is where the product works better than others. This is where the money is going, folks. The Ordinary's clinical studies is not readily available online, whereas with many cosmeceutical brands, a quick Google of brand name clinical study will bring you to conclusive results. Not only is there very little wisdom on how to use the products, there is very little explained about what the products are. This leads to people using three, four, even five different acid products at once and not understanding that this can strip the skin and cause massive irritation. Are they effective? Are, are they as effective as many expensive options recommended through an esthetician, etc.? Unfortunately, I don't believe they can be. Um, I will put a link to that specifically, um, that post with that caption on my Instagram story so you guys can read it over. Um, I did ask Jamie though to clarify that a little bit. So I said, um, uh, so I said, how can you, you know, obviously the reason that a lot of people like the ordinary is because it's so inexpensive. Like I mentioned, I think their hyaluronic acid plus B5 is like 450. Like it's super inexpensive. Um, and so I asked Jamie, how can people, like, is it possible for people to use these in a safe manner? And she said, absolutely. Um, it's a viable option for people who really just can't stretch their budget currently. It could be, she said, I could see it as a decent filler or placeholder until someone can invest more into their skin. But long term, she's not a fan. So essentially, that's something that you would want to talk to someone knowledgeable an esthetician about and be like hey i want to incorporate this specific product from the ordinary into my skincare routine how can i do that safely um i have to say so about a year ago ish i kind of had this exact thing that um this exact scenario that was outlined in this caption happened to me i ended up with like four i think different products from the ordinary um again their products are super inexpensive and i get really excited when i get a new skincare product so i was like great i'm gonna start using all these products my skin is gonna look so good and i started using them just kind of like hodgepodge i didn't really look into them a lot like i looked up what does this product do like just the active ingredient like what does lactic acid do I looked it up and I was like, oh, that sounds good. And then I looked at the next one. Oh, that sounds good. But I didn't look into how they correspond with each other, how to use them safely together. Started just using them and my skin freaked out. Very understandably. Like I was peeling, my skin was burning. Like I would apply my, I would be doing my skincare routine and it would burn. Like my skin would hurt and I was breaking out everywhere and it was just not good. 
And so after like a full week of this, I actually looked up using this product and this product together and everything I saw online was like, absolutely do not do this. It will burn your face. And I was sad (laughs) because I hadn't realized that this was a possibility. Um, Obviously, this can happen with other skincare products. Like if you are not being careful, you could very easily mix two skincare products that on their own are great for your skin, but together would wreak havoc. Um, And I think that's where Jamie's point, I think that's where Jamie's point comes in that um, you need to talk to your esthetician about these products and how they are compatible and work together to ensure that you're not causing more damage to your skin by taking the cheaper route because it's not necessarily these products inherently are bad it's that being uninformed about them can cause way more harm than good um i also asked her about two other companies three other companies uh, skincare companies so the next one was crave beauty um i like crave beauty personally um so i was excited to hear what she had to say on it and she said um she said i really wanted to like crave beauty more i like what they stand for and i love that they have recycle guides for every product however the great barrier relief and the um, i'm not sure exactly i don't want to butcher the name the kale lalu yaha are two products that i'd be actually interested in trying it looks pretty good and the price point is nice other everything else was rather underwhelming Um, Another thing to note about the Great Barrier Relief is that portions of the proceeds actually go to protecting the Great Barrier Reef. That product is like an SPF. Um, That is a product that I really like. So from Crave Beauty, I have, I use that on a regular basis, their Great Barrier Relief, and I also use one of their um, water-based moisturizers. And basically what the consensus from Jamie is that it's not necessarily that those products are bad. It's just that for the, they're just not necessarily worth it, if that makes sense. So like, it's not like all of their products are like horribly formulated or anything like that, but your money is better spent elsewhere for the most part. Um, another product, another company that we talked about was philosophy um philosophy is very expensive for something with so little to offer in my opinion a few of their serums look decent but overall the brand is just very meh for me um the last company i wanted to talk about was drunk elephant um drunk elephant kind of has a cult following if you love if you like drunk elephant you love drunk elephant like their products are revered and she said i actually like drunk elephant quite a bit my only issue is their prices. If you're willing to pay the prices for Drunk Elephant, you're better off investing in medical grade skincare. Um, and we will talk about medical grade skincare in just a few minutes. Today's episode is sponsored by the Girl Means Business Podcast. The Girl Means Business Podcast is a weekly podcast hosted by former teacher turned entrepreneur Kendra Swalls. Each week, she and her guests share business and marketing tips along with honest conversations around what it means to be a boss babe balancing a business while raising a family. She covers topics like overcoming perfectionism and how to increase engagement on Instagram. 
New episodes go live every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else that you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe so you get notified when new episodes go live. You can check out the show notes for a direct link to listen. Okay, I really want to get into the recommendations that Jamie gave and talk a little bit more about medical grade skincare. So like I mentioned, I did ask on my Instagram stories for all of your skincare issues. I wanted to be able to give you guys kind of a taste of what Jamie can do, but also I know that a lot of us experience similar skincare issues. And so, you know, just to kind of get like a generalized you know, idea of recommendations that she has for specific issues. Um, so I will go ahead and just read the question that was asked and then her response to it and then her recommendations um, based on the information that she has. So the first one was, uh, skin around my nose is always peeling and dry, my eyes too, putting foundation on it flakes all over. Um, dryness seems to be a big challenge for most these days. We are coming out of the winter month and I feel it wrecks, havoc, wrecks more havoc on skin over any other season. Peely skin I have found more often than not has to do with dehydration, while flaking skin is usually more attributed to dry skin. Dehydration is the result of lack of water, while dryness is lack of oil. Depending on what the issue is here, I'd recommend products filled with both emollients and humec- humectants. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jamie. Um, combined with proper exfoliation. Humectants offer attract water to the skin while emollients trap it in. Some common examples of humectants include hyaluronic acid, glycerin, and sorbitol, while popular emollients include things like fatty acids and oils like safflower, jojoba, and grapeseed oil. For the under eye area, I'd focus on using a very hydrating eye cream and applying it after cleansing, but before any other serums so as not to potentially dry the area out more with any potentially active ingredients that might be in them. Her recommendations are Glymed's Ultra Hydrogel from Glymed. Um, It's a great hyaluronic acid serum, amino acid epidermal sealant moisturizer, and beauty oil. She says it's a great oil that can be added to your moisturizer, foundation, or used directly on your skin. Um, Dryness is something that I deal with a lot, and um, something that I learned about a year ago I was listening to my friend Amy's podcast, Cafe Binge, um, and she has an entire episode on dryness versus dehydration. Amy is was an esthetician for like over a decade. So um, if that specifically is your issue, I would super recommend going and finding her podcast. Again, it's Cafe Binge and listening to her episode about dehydrated skin versus dry skin because I always treated my skin like it was dry and was lathering with oils and then I found out that it was actually dehydrated skin and needed water-based treatments instead and that was a huge game changer to me so yes to that um okay the next one was when we got a lot was how to get rid of scars from picking or hyperpigmentation and things like that so first and foremost do your best not to pick I know that's super hard, especially with how much time we all seem to have on our hands these days, but that will be the very best thing you can do for yourself. Depending on the type of scarring we are talking about, there are a few different things you can do. If we're talking about red marks left after a lesion has healed, then I suggest a good daily serum like the Living Cell Clarifier from Glymed to prevent future... Oh my gosh, guys, I'm so sorry. To prevent future pigmentation... 
a good daily SPF, and then, depending on severity of the scarring, either a series of chemical pills or an at-home treatment product like a retinol or lightning serum to remedy the existing redness. If we're talking about pockmarks in the skin, then that can be a bit more tricky as this type of scarring is caused by damaged collagen. A series of microneedling treatments and a good home care system can help with these. Um, so her recommendations were that Glymed Living Cell Clarifier. Um, it helps to prevent future pigmentation by preventing our skin from producing extra pigment after trauma. Um, a good SPF, Glymed's Photo Age Sunscreen 30 Plus or Photo Age Environmental Protection Gel 30 Plus and retinol and treatment product determined um, after like a little bit more information is gathered. Um, that's something that we talked about a lot and we'll go more into retinol in a minute. Um, but Jamie and I did specifically talk about retinol and how to find the right one for you. Um, and it's not a one size fits all. So there might be a little bit of trial and error, but she can definitely help you with that. Okay. The next one is how to fix my red splotchy cheeks. I can't figure it out. I've tried everything and I want to figure out how to soothe it and even out my skin tone, not just cover it up. There are several things that can cause redness in the cheek area, rosacea, dehydration, irritation, allergies, or even just genetics. Um, Unfortunately, without seeing your skin, she can only guess what the issue is. For now, what she would suggest is a daily SPF and use a good, a good maintenance serum like the Living Cell Clarifier or the Skin Restoring Fulvic Elixir from Glymed to fight free radical damage and soothe and heal the skin. Um, another question we got a handful of, texture issues that's unassociated with acne. Texture in the skin can be caused by several factors. The key is figuring out which one it is. Usually, I find that a good retinol can be a great solution. I'm partial to Glymed's Retinol Restart Rejuvenation Serum if you have more normal to oily skin and their Retinol Restart Rejuvenation Cream for more dry skin types. Skin Medica is also very well known for their retinols and I've seen amazing things come from that one. Regular, exfoli regular exfoliation is also very important for textured skin as well as in spa treatments like chemical peels and microdermabrasion. Microdermabrasion. I know how to talk, guys, I promise. Um, cystic acne. Cystic acne can be really tricky. A lot of the times, cysts occur due to hormones, which is frustrating to some because hormones aren't very easily managed. The biggest thing to remember when a new cystic friend comes around is don't pick. I know everyone says that, and it's thing everyone just loves to hear, but it really is so important. Do not touch it. Because cystic acne occurs much deeper down in the skin, Attempting to pop it will only make things worse, often driving the infection deeper and therefore making the problem worse. Something else worthy of noting is that cysts can sometimes be self-inflicted. Are you a picker in general? Have you ever had another lesion show up right next to an already existing one? Sometimes when pushing or picking at a pesky pimple, you can apply enough pressure to the follicle walls, causing them to break and therefore allowing infection to seep into surrounding pores. This can result in cysts or other types of acne lesions to pop up nearby. That is something I did not know, and that is kind of terrifying. <laughs> um, also, I do know that I am really stumbling over all my words. Super sorry, drinking a glass of wine before this was not the best idea. Also, just reading versus just talking is super different, and that is why I'm stumbling a little bit. But I feel like all of these things are super important, and I am loving all this insight that Jamie was so kind to give us. Um, so I really appreciate you guys, um, being patient with me as I kind of stumble. Okay. So the next one is, um, another one about rosacea, best moisturizer slash skincare. 
She says the best way to control rosacea is by managing your flares. Common triggers include things like caffeine, extreme temperatures, spicy food, intense workouts, alcohol, etc. Pay attention to what causes your flares and avoid them the best you can. Everyone's skin is different and will react differently to products and it's important to receive a full consultation before trying a new regimen so your esthetician can monitor your reactions and ensure you're using the best products for your skin. With that being said, some of my favorite rosacea staples come from Glymed and they include the Mega Purifying Cleanser, the Skin Restoring Fulvic Elixir Serum, the AHA Accelerator Serum, and the Rosacea Relief Moisturizer. The next question is about closed comdones. Comdones? I think that's how it's said. Um, the little skin colored bumps that you get on your skin. Um, Jamie says they can be so frustrating. They're small enough to not be too noticeable, but just noticeable enough to be annoying. With these, I have found ingredients like glycolic and lactic acids used carefully in conjunction with retinoids can do wonders. Combine that with regular extractions and chemical bills, peels from a licensed esthetician, and I'm fairly confident you'd see the results you are happy with. She recommends the Glymed's AHA Accelerator and the Retinol Restart Rejuvenation Cream or Serum. Okay, another question was how to get rid of acne. She says, unfortunately, acne can be controlled but not completely eliminated in most cases. Good news is we have so many options to treat this very common condition. Acne comes in grades 1 to 4. Determining what grade you fall under is what will help us to know how best to approach treatment. The most important thing is to follow a good home care regimen, customized for your concerns, and provided by a licensed skincare professional. Once that has been done, different types of skin treatments can be added on to accelerate and improve, improve results. Sorry, this isn't very specific, but acne is a fickle friend. <laughs> Um, this one says acne, random breakouts, nose, do nose down mostly, 26 years old, want it to go, affects confidence big time. First of all, I'm so sorry you were struggling. I've experienced firsthand how damaging acne can be to your self-esteem. That's part of why I became an esthetician. Try to remember that the state of one's skin has nothing to do with your worth and what you have to offer as a person. Like I mentioned before, acne is a common skin condition that can be controlled, but not likely cured. I begin with that not to discourage, but mostly to not give people false expectations. I have seen incredible results in people's skin when they are motivated and compliant with my advice and guidance. But healing and improving the skin, not just from acne, but any condition, is a lengthy process that takes patience and courage. But it is absolutely achievable. It's hard to give advice without seeing what your skin is like and without a consultation. I've also mentioned before that there are so many options when it comes to treating acne, but not every treatment is created equal and not every product will work the same on every type of acne. Um, she is offering virtual consultations like I mentioned before. Um, you can definitely message her to set something up and see what your options are and kind of show her like what your specific acne looks like. Um, another question was about blackheads. Blackheads can be so stubborn. I have found regular exfoliation and ingredients like salicylic acid if you're more oily or ingredients like lactic and glycolic acids if you are more on the dry side to drastically reduce the appearance of blackheads in most of her clients. However, regular professionally done extractions are also really helpful. She recommends Glymed's Skin Astringent Number no. 2. It has 2% salicylic acid and Glymed's Facial Hydrator which has 10% glycolic acid. Um, so, um, let's talk a little bit about medical grade skincare. So those are the kind of the questions that I wanted Jamie to answer and I want to wrap this up relatively quickly, but I wanted to just talk about two things. So first of all, medical grade skincare, I've mentioned that a handful of times tonight. Um, 
what is the difference between that and the things you can buy on like Sephora or Ulta or wherever. So um, I'm not the expert on this. I will not claim to be, but essentially with medical grade skincare, you are going to be getting higher quality of products and you're going to be getting them through an esthetician. So they're not products that you can, you know, just order yourself, but they are going to be more effective, especially if they are specifically formulated to you by an esthetician. And like we mentioned earlier, there are some products that you can probably, um, you know, some products that you can really splurge on and then fill in the gaps with things that are more budget friendly for you. So that way you can still get the results that you are wanting and needing without completely just, you know, spending your entire paycheck on skincare. And it can be stuff that you work up towards because ultimately those medical grade things are going to last you longer and help you so much more rather than spending so much money on product after product that doesn't work um it's more beneficial to you to just buy the good stuff um but i mean obviously that's not always an option for everyone immediately and so that's why you can kind of you know cater a specific skincare regimen for you um you know and kind of pick and choose and figure out what's best for you um I did ask Jamie just kind of as a parting token of advice um what her number one splurge is like what she feels like you should splurge on skincare with and she said absolutely the thing that she recommends is retinol she says I tell my students all the time that retinol is a catch-all product and nearly everyone should find their holy grail retinol and hold on to it tightly acne retinol wrinkles retinol cops after you for potentially dousing your husband in sardine oil and feeding them to your tigers retinol um and so i followed up with saying that the last time i tried retinol it did not go well for me um turns out i don't think you're supposed to try retinol when you're pregnant and that's when i did so i think that's part of the reason why but it burned my skin super dry super itchy but I kind of just went off of like a few things I googled and I didn't really have a lot of information under my belt. So um, I think that's why I had such a problem with retinol. So Jamie suggests that you work with an esthetician to help you um, to help you implement it into your skincare if that's possible. If it isn't, start slowly and start with a 0.25 formula. Start by applying it at night twice a week after cleansing and before moisturizing and apply it onto dry skin. Then wait for the application to dry before applying moisturizer to avoid spreading it to other places topically and potentially drying out thinner and more sensitive areas like your eyes. After two weeks, if you'd like to try applying three times a week, go for it, but go another two weeks before increasing again. Watch your skin, listen to what it's telling you. If you start to feel sensitive and irritated, scale back because you're overusing it. Most people can work up to nightly use, but it's also important to note that not every retinol is a one-size-fit-all. Try out a few before giving up completely on the idea. Um, she said, if you're more sensitive, you can also mix your retinol in with your moisturizer and apply it that way. It helps to buffer it and can make it more tolerable to people. So there you have it. Um, that is just kind of a little bite-sized skincare episode for you guys. Um, Jamie and I have been talking a lot this last week about all the questions and her advice and things like that. Once things have settled down and people are allowed to leave their homes again, um, I'm going to have Jamie on again to talk about skincare a little bit more in depth. Um, 
because this is a topic I'm super passionate about, but I'm also really curious about. I don't know a lot about skincare. I am super interested in it though. And I feel like a lot of you guys, my listeners, are in that same boat that you are interested in it and you want to know more about it. But there's so much information out there. And that's why incredible people like Jamie exist. Estheticians who have all that knowledge for you and can give that to you. And that's also why resources like Cherry exist where you can, you know, you can decide what products you want if an esthetician is not in your you know, budget your price range, you can, um, you can find ways to still, you know, access those products that you want and get good reviews on them. So you can log on to Cherry and, you know, you can post your own reviews of products that you love, that you are a diehard fan. So if I were to log on to Cherry right now, I would put in a review for Pixie Beauty's Glow Tonic and the review would basically be like this is my holy grail product and i love it so much the end um but it's super helpful because you can get peer-reviewed um reviews for all the products that you're interested in and they're not super long they're not intensive they're super bite-sized and it's honestly the perfect um way for you to find new products to fall in love with and to get feedback and reviews on those products so um, definitely check out Cherry. Again, it's spelled C-H-E-R-I-E, um, cherry.com. Super wonderful resource. I have been looking and I've honestly just gone on a few times in the last few weeks and just looked up products that I already use and love and kind of see what other people are saying. Or anytime I get a new product, um, like in a PR box or I'm just interested in a new one, I will go on to cherry.com and see what other people are saying about it before I take the risk of putting it on my face um and I do really recommend reaching out to Jamie even if it's just with a few questions um she can really help you and this is a great way for you to get um some skincare help without like right now because I know right now going and meeting with an esthetician may not be the most possible thing for you but Jamie can still help you online you can send her pictures of your face she can help you figure out what you need so again, on Instagram, um, her ad is J-A-M-I-E-L-A-V-E-R. And I will put a link to her Instagram on my Instagram story so you guys can go ahead and follow her as well. Um, my Instagram is at Your Best Friends Podcast. Um, that's where all the information for this episode will be as well as information for upcoming episodes. I do regularly post questions and things like that for episodes like this. So um you know, potential questions, topical things. Um, it's super helpful. And I love having all of your insight for episodes like this. Um, you know, having Jamie be able to answer your specific skincare questions was super wonderful. And I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Um, so definitely make sure that you're following both Jamie and myself on Instagram. Um, if you like this episode, leaving a five-star review is super helpful to me, but, um, obviously don't feel obligated if you did not love this episode but um i will leave you with that i will see you all next week and i love you good night